You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, let's bring in Chris Collinsworth, the uh, Emmy Award-winning analyst for Sunday Night Football. Also, he's the owner of Pro Football Focus, and he has the Chris Collinsworth podcast. We were just talking about the Bengals, and you, you know they're not going in. Oh, woe is me! But can they play the play this up a little bit of it's us against the world in the Super Bowl? Um. <laughs> that would assume some some humble qualities to this football team, which I don't know. I don't know if they have or not. You know, it's it's a um, they think they're the best team in football. They they think that they are never out of a game, despite it being twenty one to three on the road. They think they can go into Tennessee and knock off the number one seed who had a, a week's rest uh, and, and beat Pittsburgh twice and beat Kansas City twice and and beat the Baltimore Ravens twice and beat the number one seed and go into Los Angeles and basically a home game for the Rams and beat the Rams there. So I don't think they have that quality. They just would kind of laugh about if you said, are you guys really think you have a chance in this game? They go, yeah, we probably have a chance. You know, that's just who they are. When you look at the tape, if you're going to look at the Rams first, what's the one thing that would make you nervous with this team and the performance on Sunday? Nervous for them or against yeah, them? Nervous for them. Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Um, I, I would think because of some of the injuries they've had at the safety position, uh, Jordan Fuller and Taylor Rapp. Now Rapp may be back. I, I don't know how, what's going to happen there. But if this group of three receivers could get down the field and work some magic down there, um, I think that would give the Bengals a little bit of an advantage. Although I've got to say Nick Scott was phenomenal against uh, Tampa in the game that we did. Uh, and Eric Weddle against the run game with San Francisco was phenomenal coming down in the box uh, and making plays. But these are three legitimate threats um, at wide receiver. And, and I think Jamar Chase is already the best receiver the Bengals have ever had. And, and that's saying something because I watched Isaac Curtis. He was a teammate of mine. Uh, you saw him plenty. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Chad Ochocinco is a, had a phenomenal run in his career, but I've never seen anybody do what Jamar Chase has been doing. I mean, catching five-yard passes and not even not even getting touched. You know, forget about it. they couldn't tackle him. They couldn't even get a, they, they couldn't even win one-hand touch against the guy and going seventy yards for huge plays against Kansas City and against Baltimore when they needed it most. So uh, there's a there's a lot of a lot of fun on this on this Bengals offense. The vulnerability for the Bengals, do we start with the offensive line? Yeah, no question. That That's it. Um, it it's uh, – and then probably in particular the, the right guard and right tackle position, uh, Akeem Adeniji and Jackson Carmen at that guard position are going to see a lot of Aaron Donald uh, unless they go the opposite way, which I could see happening too, that um, – they love that overload defense. They love putting Aaron Donald on the on a three-rush side. So maybe Von Miller sitting outside of him uh, and Greg Gaines being at the nose tackle position inside of him to try and create that one-on-one matchup 
And if they flip it to the other side away from the right guard position, then do you end up with somebody else being in a position to be the hero of the game? Do they start trying to loop Leonard Floyd down inside against him, you know, or do they blitz Troy Reader? You know, what exactly is the game plan? But everything, everything on this team gets built around Aaron Donald. So whatever they can do to create those one-on-one matchups for him, that's what they're going to do. Compare and contrast Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup. Um, about as different as they could be, uh, and from a, a lot of different standpoints. But I, I think that um, I think Cooper Cup is severely underrated, which is incredible to say <laughs> as a guy who won the triple crown of receiving. And I would argue that you have to add a fourth component as well. And that's what he's done blocking. I mean, so much of what this team can do comes off of play action passing and the ability to protect this offensive line and to, for him to go dig out defensive ends and linebackers and, and pop through there somehow and block the safety uh, and give the Cam Akers of the world a, a chance to go make explosive plays. I mean, he's not that big a guy, you know? I mean, he, but he blocks like he's a 240-pound tight end. Uh, he, he's one of the most impressive guys that I've seen. But Jamar Chase is, is to me, has a chance to be considered one of the greatest receivers we've ever seen in the game. Really? Yeah, I think he's that good. We're talking to Chris Collinsworth. He'll be on the call, the fifth Super Bowl that he's uh, called. He'll be with Al Michaels and uh, Michelle Tafoya. That'll be NBC and Peacock this Sunday. How surprised are players when they find out that you actually played in the NFL? <laughs> I'm surprised some of them because I, I, I always said my goal in life when I was playing was to walk around the streets one day and have somebody who didn't know me walk up and say, you know, you look like a football player. I, mean, I, I, never, I never got that comment. I never once in my entire life. Even so, when you were wearing your uniform out in, in uh, the streets. They yeah, still... no, I, which I would do from time <laughs> to time. Yeah, I, I would. But, yeah, no, it, it um, I, I, I don't even know what the question is. No, that, that do you have players who don't know that you played football? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure, yeah. And, um but they don't know that Troy Aikman played to some extent, you know? (laughs) I mean, these guys, they're so funny and they're so fun. And they're, they're all great communicators now because they're all, you've got to be on social media, right? That's the only way you have a social life in the world today is you've got to be able to put on, be your own producer and create your own content on your own cell phone and, and, and nobody's going to the media to break a story anymore. You just go on your cell phone and you say whatever you want, and then you get all the attention for yourself. So they're all very good on camera. They all have a bit of a sense of humor with everything. And, and there's this brutal honesty to them to where if, if they don't know who you are, they'll just tell you. You don't have to guess. It's not like in the old day where somebody's going to go like, yeah, you know, try and work the edges a little bit. Like, who are you again? Did you play? You know what? You know, so they'll just, they'll let us ask you. You're uh, one of six players to play on both of the Bengals' previous Super Bowl teams. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. I was one of one. I know that. I don't know about all the others. <laughs> but 
So you lose to Montana on both of those. Which yeah. one? Which one hurts more? Um, you know, the, the funny thing is most people would say the 88 uh, team because, you know, it came down in the last 34 seconds and they had to drive 90 yards in the final two minutes to beat us and, and all that. Um, I always thought that the 81 team was was the one that kind of hurt the most. Maybe it was just because it was my first year or whatever the case, but um, that was a really good football team. And Kenny Anderson played well enough to win that game and be in the Hall of Fame. All of us, and me in particular, made mistakes in that in that first Super Bowl. And it's kind of the sting of that sort of always lives with you. So, uh, yeah, they both hurt, believe me. It's, uh, I, at one time, I wore an AFC championship ring to a party. <laughs> And all anybody wanted to do is talk about the two Super Bowl losses. I go, this is a great idea. I just stuck it in my pocket for the rest of the day. Whenever you run into Joe Montana, does does this come up at all that you know he he cost you two Super Bowls? He didn't. He he won two Super Bowls. I just happened to be on the back end of it. We were the Washington Generals for the uh, for the Forty ers in, in the eighties, but. Joe's such a good guy. I would love to hate him. Would you? I mean, there's some people in your life who just love to hate him, and, and you just can't. He's just such a nice guy. I, I remember one time, Dan, we were flying back from the Pro Bowl together. A little humble brag there, and uh, <laughs> we just we just happened to be on the on in the, sitting next to each other, and uh, you know, and of course, Joe had kicked our head in and won the Super Bowl and all that. And he is literally pounding one drink after another to try and work up the nerve for takeoff with this airplane. And, I mean, he was as white-knuckled as any flyer I've ever been in an airplane with and just couldn't talk, couldn't function, and was just – it was making him crazy. And I go, are you really Joe Montana? Is this the guy (laughs) that beat us every way imaginable when I was playing for Cincinnati? Uh, but he's he's a humble guy, and I, I can't even find it in me to hate him. You have any issues with the Pro Bowl? I don't watch the Pro Bowl. I'll be perfectly <laughs> honest. <laughs> we, we, we used to we used to announce that is it still as bad as it was? Well, they, I mean, it looked like they're no tackling, Chris. They they played two and touch on uh, on Sunday. I I I I don't watch that. I really like football. <laughs> and if I want to watch two-hand touch, I'm going to go watch the kids. When do you meet with the coaches and the quarterbacks? Uh, Wednesday and Thursday. So we'll go out. I went to a Bengals practice the other day while I was in Cincinnati. and um, But we, we'll go Wednesday and Thursday to, to watch both practices. I'll leave you with this. The Bengals will win if? If they can get it protected. I mean, it's really about as simple as that. That, And you know they're not going to get it protected every down. These guys are just too good up front. Can they get it protected when they have chances for big plays? And if they can, these receivers can make big plays happen. Chris, thank you as always. We appreciate uh, your contributions the entire season. We'll be watching on Sunday. All right, Dan. Good seeing you. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com. 
or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Uh, full intro, Rich Eisen, NFL Network host. You can see him in a special eight-and-a-half-hour edition of NFL Game Day morning, Sunday at 9 Eastern on That's NFL right. Network. It's not enough to talk about. We showed a promo last <sighs> night, um, and, um, eight, eight and it's there were 21 of us on the screen. They actually work, they actually photoshopped twenty one human beings on a screen, and you know how I, I even texted you about this when when Peacock made a promo for NBC Sports on Peacock. Yeah, and I I always notice who's in the center, who's on the side, who has shoulder on another because you know when they Photoshop somebody <laughs> in, they Photoshop in somebody behind you yeah. or in front of you and. Mm-hmm. And um, I let it be known, um, you know, I, I require shoulder um, when it comes to Photoshopping and a promo. And I noticed on the Peacock one, you had shoulder mm. on me. Mm. And but that's, but that's so in my contract. I didn't know that. Yes, it's See, these are things I need to work on um, until I, you know, I, I need to make it. Yeah, who's got shoulder? Take a look at all these promos. Like last night, when uh, for the for the Super Bowl opening night show, um, I you know interviewed Burrow and Stafford together, and they put a promo for that together, and they gave me shoulder on both Super Bowl quarterbacks. Okay. There you go, there you go. Right. And it might be the only time I have shoulder wow. on both Super Bowl quarterbacks. Right. Congratulations! It's a Thanks, long Dan. time coming. It has been <laughs> long t- building. Long time coming. The momentum has been building. I mean, I'm looking for a sports Emmy. You're looking for shoulder. <clears throat> well, you have one of those. Don't no, you? we don't. Oh, collectively. Yeah, we. We're oh, we're o for the last four. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, we're the Buffalo Bills. You're the Buffalo. We're the Buffalo Bills. We are four consecutive losses. So, basically, what you're sh- are you saying that PTI has shoulder on the yes, Dan they Patrick do. show? Yes, because uh, I'm assuming that is the show. MLB tonight beat us one time. I thought NHL tonight was going to edge us out one one time. But yeah, if you lose to pardon the interruption, I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. That you, you lose I mean, it's only 22 minute show. I mean, you know, they, this is three hours. Yeah. They don't take that into consideration. No, they don't. No, they don't. I love how people always go, man, I'd love to do that. Your show. You know, you just get to talk all the day, all day. And I go, "Okay, why don't you try it? Give it a whirl. Like, go three hours. Let me know how you do you. And you know what happens? Usually they go 15 minutes. That first 15 minutes, they're on fire. They got stories. They got everything on. They go. Right. What am I going to talk about from now on? First year I was on the air, um, you know, on audience back in our the old days, um, I the first year that my show was on, there was like 2014, I guess. So I was still doing Thursday night football on the road for NFL yeah. Network. So the Fridays after Thursday night, I would have fill-in hosts. And I decided, you know, why not have like the old Carson days, have a celebrity fill-in host. So I would offer the three hours to celebrities. And they just didn't quite grasp the three-hour nature of it. So one year, one Friday, I had Bobby Cannavale, the actor, do it. And I saw him after the show. I flew back in, and I saw him that night. And he's like, I had to take a nap. I am wiped (laughs) out. And I'm like, dude, you do, like, Broadway. You do two shows in a day. You do a Wednesday matinee and a Wednesday Wednesday night or Saturday matinee. Like, you do eight hours of live acting. 
He goes, yeah, but I know what I'm going to say. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And he goes, not knowing what I to say, it, it wipes you out. So, Somebody has scripted all of that. Correct. That's the thing. People correct. go, you know, is yours scripted? I go, no, you can't. Of course not. Yeah. You know, it's like yesterday I was on Rich's show, and we found out about Kyler Murray scrubbing his, you know, social media yes. accounts of the uh, the Arizona Cardinals. You yes. go, this is going to be a big deal. Yeah. As soon as you see that in the 21st century, this is something you can read into it. What's this about? I hear you guys, your poll question the first hour. I can't believe it would be money because somebody of his – you know, um, stature should understand the money's coming. Um, and, you know, um, on top of it, I understand that, you know, you, 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 you think the money's coming, but you never know. That said, winning a Super Bowl in your first contract is what you're supposed to do. And that's how DeAndre Hopkins winds up out here and how they can afford to work in A.J. Green and T.J. and J.J. Watt, you know, and, and so on and so forth, and build your team out. If you're going to start demanding to be paid now, that would be a problem. That said, he does see Josh Allen getting his when he got it, and he might be pitching a fit, but I, I, I don't see how this works, what they're just going to see. Wow, you, you only have two Instagram photos now. You had 300. Yeah. Look out! I guess we should start forking over something that starts with a four. I mean, like, what's that all about? Yeah, I don't know what the end game is, but it just feel it felt like I want to get paid. Maybe I, I up the time frame and I get paid a year earlier. Or you can utilize your two sports star status when the other sport is not locking out. <laughs> yeah, you know, like this is the wrong time. Yeah, the to... timing, the leverage timing is not good. I might go play good. baseball. We're in Japan. <laughs> like, is that where you, is that your plan? Yeah. I don't know how that works. Yeah, so. and, and I don't know if, you know, what his leverage has to get out of there. I don't know if he has a problem now with Cliff Kingsbury and the way he calls plays and what it feels like Kyler Murray, because of his contract, they were able to yes. bring in some veterans, as you mentioned, that made you formidable. You know, it's not like you're there with Josh Rosen with, you know, the talent he had or right. didn't have. You know, right. you, you have a good team. You're in a very competitive division. Yeah, they were the last remaining undefeated team of this year. So uh, it's just that, that 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 team with Kingsbury has had an odd way of fading down the stretch. Yeah. And I don't know how this addresses that at all. So I don't know what it is. I don't know at all what it is. But also, as you pointed out when you were on my show yesterday – his strategy sometimes, oh. you, you, you're, you're grasping at straws as to why somebody would say appear at a Super Bowl when there's a question, is he going to play which sport, make himself available to somebody like yourself, and then <laughs> expect that you're going to walk out of that interview without being pressed on that one subject you don't want to talk about. So how does that happen? And you, you know? know what people don't realize is Rich interviewed Kyler Murray before we had him on live. Now, a good friend would have come down the hall <laughs> to, to tell him. Kyler's too fast. He's proven, as you can see, he's too fast. His escapability, Dan, that day was remarkable. No, yeah. Because I saw Rich after, and, and he goes, yeah, he wasn't very good with us either. And I go, 
And I'm thinking, why didn't you tell me that I could have just said, hey. It all worked out, I think. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it all worked out. I don't know. Yeah, Paulie. And I disagree. I think that's good producing by Rich. He didn't uh, spoil it, and he had just walked him down I the hall. I thought you'd get something out of him. Oh. I, I, I warmed him up. I, that was a warmed up thing. Tyler Murray that you got on your program. Oh, my God. Mine and didn't I, get aired till later, so. And all I was say. asking, you have to have an answer for what sport are you going to play or do you want to play? And I had somebody who told me about 20 minutes before, hey, I see where you got Kyler Murray on, text me. Uh, you know, he's going to play football. If he's a you know, top 10, top five pick, he's definitely playing football. So I brought it up to Kyler, and he's like, He's just like, yeah. And then his dad was like 50 <laughs> feet away, and I'm yelling across the room to his dad. I'm asking his dad questions. Yeah, is he going to play? Yes. Yeah, right. Is he playing baseball, football? Hello? Unbelievable. Uh, um, so, Rich Eisen's here hosting the Super Bowl, a home Super Bowl for the NFL Network. Yes, sir. Yeah, normally you're on the road and you're calling home. And- yeah, I know. Now, this time around, I'm actually having to parent, Dan. Um, <laughs> normally it's just dad's FaceTiming for 90 seconds and – they don't want to talk on FaceTime anyway, so yeah. now I'm actually having to go home and parent. So, if you got any suggestions, anybody? You know, uh, normally I'm just sitting in a hotel, just keeping my head down. But this has just been, and plus the NFL Network, um, we're now across the street from the stadium, so our network is inside the security perimeter of the Super Bowl. So that adds an extra layer of uh, fascinating uh, status. So, it, but it's great. I honestly, in 2003, when we moved out here at the network and started it up, and people were like, what are you doing in Los Angeles? There's no NFL in L.A. at all. Poor Sam Farmer of the L.A. Times was the only guy at the state of the state for the commissioner raising his hand and asking questions about L.A., and everyone's looking at him like, weirdo? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, why are you keeping on keeping the flame lit now? Five and a half billion dollar stadium. NFL Network's got a new spot across the street from it. Two NFL teams play there. One of them's playing in the actual Super Bowl here. It's unbelievable. It sets up nicely for the Rams, but the pressure on the Rams yeah. to win this Super Bowl yeah. is what? Um, I would say, you know, I, I know everybody's saying it's house money for the Bengals. Um, you know, if the Rams lose the Super Bowl, it's not going to cost anybody a job. Um, I, 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 I fully believe Les Need has things set up where it's not like some people have got to go. I think they'll be able to figure out to keep Vaughn and Odell, and everybody kind of digs it here. They really like each other. I don't sense any, you know, when you see a team like they've got to win now, they're all in, they're going to break up. Um, there might be some fissures within the front office. There might be something like that. I, I just think if there is any pressure, it would be when are you going to get back? Uh, although Stafford thinks, I, I would think, that he's in a great spot. Um, that said, it would be a great m- momentum um, for the Rams to win this game and help build a fan base. Around yeah, that's here. what I was wondering about the fan base. But I, I was looking at this. If Stafford wins and plays well, yes, he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. I agree. If Joe Burrow wins... Now he's halfway to the Hall of Fame. Right. It feels like he's in that Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes category of, wow, you got one on the first two. Well, I think that if, if Burrow wins, it's not so much a Hall of Fame talk. I think the, the, the talk is, well, here's somebody. We're, and this is the way it's going to be for the rest of our lives and our kids' lives. I think maybe our grandchildren's lives is 
is this guy someone who can catch Brady? I think this is the oh Burrow. This is, yes, this is the conversation you're going to start to hear. Well, I don't. I, I don't. I mean, no, I don't be, think that. Well, the, you're you're going to start to look for. Can anybody well, catch Brady? Whoever can catch Brady is somebody who's going to come out of college and do what he did, which he would match Tom for his first in two years. He would also have this sort of mm. cool aspect about him that has the it factor that Tom sort of began to grow into. I think that's the conversation that you're going to hear, not just so much the Hall of Fame, is that can Burrow be the guy to do this? And I know you mentioned Mahomes, but, you know, Pat is two year, you know, two Super Bowls in and he's only one year in, so Burrow would kind of match him already. In yeah, the but Mahomes department. is two years older than right. Joe Burrow. And it feels like Kansas City is still going to be Kansas City. Well, Cincinnati could be the new Kansas City. Cincinnati might not even be the favorites in the AFC North next year. Then that's great. It could I mean, be the Ravens. The, I, I don't know why. If the if the Bengals win the Super Bowl, they would not be the favorites I don't, to I win don't their know. own I division. I just throw that out there. I just well, I My job is to throw questions out. Not, <laughs> I just, I just I don't, appreciate don't that. throw it back to me. That's how you have shoulder, Dan. <laughs> yes. That's, I, that's how you yeah. have shoulder. That's how you gain shoulder status. Uh, you know, so. And I think they elevated your height in the promo to make you look a little well, bit Well, I tall. told them that it was smaller. Like, I talk about these things. I don't care. <laughs> You know, my mantra no, no, is, if I got not the me, text who, message. not now, when? I, I he, he sent you. me the picture, and I go, uh, I got other things to worry about well, No, here. Well, what I said is <laughs> I kind of feel like you're telling me to suck it in the back row. <laughs> <laughs> is what I texted yes, you. Yes, you did. And, and I, you said never. No, I wouldn't You said you that. never would do that. I, I would um, not. So, yeah, I mean, so I, I, with Burrow winning, this is the conversation I think you're going to have. Um, that who can catch him. And every kid that comes out of college that wins the, if he's fortunate enough to win a Super Bowl for the first time uh, in just year two, you're going to hear that. And if somebody comes out of college and wins it as a rookie, then then we're off and running. We're going to constantly be mm. looking to see who can actually catch this guy, which was what the conversation was last year. If Mahomes beats Brady, then, you know, now Brady wins. He'll keep him at arm's distance, so on and so forth. But I wonder, though, if Burrow wins, now all of a sudden he's on equal footing with, you know, Mahomes. Yes. Um, Russell, right. And, uh, Rodgers. I mean, in terms of yeah, winning Super Bowls. Yes. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's because we're waiting now that Tom's retired, or at least we think he's retired. <laughs> why, why would you say never say never? Like, this whole just thing. lie. You lied to Jim last week about <laughs> retiring. Why don't you lie this week? This now whole, he's now he's being honest. I totally don't get anything about the Brady retirement plan, execution, anything. I don't understand anything about it. Where it wasn't it wasn't discussed all year long. Kind of get that. Don't want to. Um, don't want a, a tour, don't want, you know, the Jeter, Big Poppy sort of uh, retirement tour, Rivera. You don't want that. Or you really are thinking about it. Then it comes out that you're out. But you won't say you're out because you have a plan, we think. And then the plan is either scrapped or it never existed. And then clearly the plan, once the cat's out of the bag, it's got to be on your own podcast, right? Yes. And then he... Doesn't, and then Instagram retires the next day, and then six days later, cracks the door back open. I don't. 
Okay, but imagine it. he's doing this podcast at home, and Jim Gray's asking the question, and yeah. Giselle is just eavesdropping at the house. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, she's hearing Jim say, so, you know, think about coming back? Well, you never say never. And, you know, all of a sudden... Giselle's at the door. <laughs> she finishes. What? She she finishes it like Mike Tomlin, but never. <laughs> you know, like never say never. I'll just say the but never. You know, uh, in in this house setup, are are you there? Did you sleep over? Are you? In I the was kitchen? at his house. I heard this story on the drive-in, Dan. It's. Um, I don't know what it means. I don't know at all what it means, um, except that you've got Brady on the brain. And maybe you want to just hang out with them or I something like that? I don't that? know. I, I have no idea. And you were with somebody other than your I, wife? Yes. Or, okay. But I don't even know, like, why she was there in the first place. Okay. Because I haven't seen her since college. <laughs> why were you there in the first place? <laughs> I don't know. I don't <laughs> know any of this. I love this. I just had a sleepover at Tom Brady's house. We need more L.A. Super Bowls is what this means. <laughs> because, I think that's because what this means. waking up. Really? In a godforsaken hour? Yeah, with someone other than your own wife. I mean, this is a total Los Angeles Well, story. no, not in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. This was in, in the dream. dream. I don't know. He could have been in his Brentwood, Mance. You never know, Dan. Maybe I should uh, get out of this right now. Okay. Sorry. He's uh, Rich Eisen, our good buddy. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, is that a walk-off? Suck it. Walk back row. Suck it. Back row. Rich Eisen. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Barry Sanders joins us coming up next hour. Michael Irvin in the on-deck circle here, the Pro Football Hall of Famer, three-time Super Bowl champ. Mike is uh, NFL Network analyst. You can see him special eight-and-a-half-hour edition of NFL Game Day morning. They start at 9 a.m. Eastern with uh, Rich Eisen. As we make way for one of our favorites, the man who lights up the building, is Michael Irvin. He and... He and Rich Eisen never have the same outfits on. I will say that. Never, 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 never have the same outfits on. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Man, careful of the hair. Come on, Mike. I haven't seen you in so long. I know. Forever, buddy. I know. It's a, a time-honored tradition. Having you, having you at the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I'm so glad, man. I'm glad we're back. You know what I'm saying? Been a couple of years, man, huh? Yeah, all but good. We're back, but it's all good, man. We we weathered the storm. At least, at least I hope we have. Uh, Rich Eisen said I should ask you about uh, Tom Brady's retirement. You're fired <laughs> up about this. <laughs> I be trying to tell these jokers, man. You know that thing sounds great at first, man. I'm not gonna have to come to practice. 
I can sit around the house. You're not going to be able to sit around the house. <laughs> You're trading one boss for another. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> I, I had to, man, it took me forever. I had to tell my lady, like, hey, I'm sitting around when I first retired. She's like, what? I'm just chilling. So I take out the garbage. Said, what, do what do you mean take out the garbage? <laughs> I'm not putting these hands on garbage. These hands got us out of the damn ghetto. What are you talking about? Trying to tell me to do stuff all day. Tom has had one week of it. One week. My bishop told me this when I retired. He said, son, he said, now that you're retired, he said, I want to give you some good advice. What's that, bishop? What's that? What's that, baby? Because I call him daddy. You know, it's my spiritual father. I said, what's that, bishop? He says, work your way back into the house. I said, what do you mean work my way? I pay all the bills. Yeah, work your way. The house been running fine for the last 20 years without you. You got to work your way. So Tom is at that stage. He just got home, and he's recognizing, man, I got to work my way back into my own house. You know what I'm saying? Over there, I was the boss. Over here, I am being bossed. Man, maybe, maybe, maybe never say never. You know, you start thinking about maybe, maybe going back. Never say never. You know, imagine now he's going to be in a month from now. That's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So, hey, he's going to show up at the combine. He's going to all those quarterbacks. They better be ready, boy, because we got a great one on the sideline. In about a month, he's going to be looking for a job. Huh. I'm just telling you right now. Huh. It, 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 everything you think is not going to go down that way. You know, you were just king. Now you just, you just, you just peon. You were just king over the Campbell at home. You just peon. You do all the work. Did you get depressed when you retired? I think everybody goes through a depression, if you want to call it a depression, or a re-identification. Now you're re-identifying who are you. You've been this great football player, and everybody kind of, every time you came around and cheered, and now, hey, boy, the noise has completely stopped. You trying to figure out who the hell am I? So, so that it, it truly is. It truly is an adjustment, and, and we'll talk about it. You know, Tom has a many, many other things that he's interested in, and and all. But, but those things don't, don't, don't grab you like what you did. You know what I'm saying? You try to find things that grab you like that, but I don't know if you ever will. What's Kyler Murray doing? What's his end game? I don't know. I don't know. But we're we're, we're in this new time. And these young dudes now, you know, they know they, they have one. God gave them this thing, a divine apparatus called a mouth gate. That's to speak with. But since social media runs everything, they just speak through their social media. So he takes all of the Cardinals off his social media, which says to us, what the hell's going on? You know what I mean? We, we can't just sit here at with what we do. We analyze and not wonder what's going on. And I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, I think this is going on all around. All these top quarterbacks are wanting, they, they want their money. So they're negotiating. You know they're negotiating behind the scenes. And these, these numbers are getting so high for the salary cap. That's why Aaron Rodgers is going through it. Uh, Russell Wilson's going through it. I think Kyler Murray's already jumping out early and, and, and going through it. And everybody will come out and always tell you, it's not about money, dude. It's always about money. <laughs> Whenever they tell you it's not about money, it's about money. <laughs> Were you good in negotiating with Jerry Jones and the Cowboys? I, I wouldn't say I was good. I was in there. You know what I'm saying? But this dude's been negotiating billions of dollar deals, and I just came off, you know, uh, yeah, the ghetto. 
You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to say that I was good. I was in the room. But I love Jerry for always making me be in the room because he knew that these the kind of numbers that we were talking about, I had never even, you know, thought of coming from where I was coming from. So he was trying to acclimate me. He said, Michael, we're going to be talking about some numbers I'm sure you've never, you've never thought about. But, but uh, you bring so, up yeah. a, a great point, though, Mike, is it, where you came from. Right. Like, if somebody said, hey, you're going to get paid $100,000. That was that was crazy money. You would have gone, oh, my God. Then all of a sudden right. you realize, wait, that these guys is. getting this. Yeah, right. That and is. Yeah. They ain't going to last. Hey, you're going to pay me $100,000 to go catch I was, I was doing that for free anyway. Yeah, I'll take Well, that. sort of for free. Right, right, right. right. At the U. Ah, stop. Come on, Mike. <laughs> Come on. Get out of here, Come man. Come on. You had, you had name, image, and likeness. I am not Rich Eisen. It's not. We, 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 we're, we're Miami, not Michigan. How much, There's nothing going on at Miami. How much did you get paid? Hey, stop that, man. I don't even remember that stuff. What are you talking about? Like, I've got a free apartment. That was within the scholarship. Okay. Car? <laughs> what, okay, no, I should have said what kind of car. What kind of car did you have? My first car was, my first car, my brother gave me that first car. It was a little Toyota Tercel. I'll never forget it. The yellow car. And I told you guys this before. And it had, you know, the, 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 the floorboard. Floor missing out of the bottom. <laughs> and, and, and my lady right now, you know, my lady, she, she was riding around in the car and a shoe fell out. <laughs> On the highway, I said we're going to. I said, let me turn around and go get that. We waited. You know, I had to park on the side of your Dodge cars, like they defensive back, grab that shoe and get back to the sideline and put it on. But we went on to dinner, man, and it was a big dinner. It was a real, real lobster. Yeah. So that was a big wow. dinner then. You were yeah. killing it. I was killing it back yeah. then, boy. I realized yeah. why I was. Why I was. Ooh, that was some good days, man. Uh, what is Jerry Jones getting at? He keeps saying everything but Mike McCarthy, this is your last year. Dan Quinn came back, and he's going to be my coach in waiting. I mean, it feels like it's well, not even vague now, anymore. Dan, and I, I, I get on my boys because my boys, Sean and RJ down in uh, Dallas, they, they interview Jerry every, every Friday. I, I go on with them every Wednesday. And I always tell them, I say, stop starting stuff. You, you, you guys start stuff. You ask Jerry a question, he says stuff, and then it goes national. And I got to be out here batting it down on a national day. You know, uh, so every time Jerry says, they all want to coach the Cowboys. Everybody, everybody wants to be a head coach. Every coach in the NFL wants to be a head coach. If he doesn't, you should not hire him. That means he has no aspiration. How can he inspire others if he's not inspired himself? So you should not hire him. Now, that, that's just the reality of it. But then Jerry said, I, I, I'm dealing with this. How is it that you got both of your coordinators back, both coordinators back, and, and at one point your offense was the number one offense. It finished the number two offense in total and number one in scoring. Yeah, and you get both your defense was the number one defense in takeaways. And people are out here saying that, man, you, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different. Like it's a bad thing that they got both of their coordinators back. Only when you're the Dallas Okay, Cowboys. but if you had that offense and that defense, then what are you missing? I have to look at the head coach. 
the coordinators right. did their jobs. Well, there are a lot of things that go on in the course of a season. Injuries here, one thing here, one thing there. So it's not just like, okay, we didn't win the Super Bowl this year. Let's put a dynamite stick to this thing and blow it all up. That doesn't make Do sense. Do you think it, they underachieved this year? They won 12 Did games. Did they underachieve? Wait, wait, wait. wait. They, 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 Postseason. I am not in a courtroom. You are not a lawyer. <laughs> this is not a witness stand. You will give me a chance to answer these answer questions. Answer the question. That's what I'm telling you. I've had many days in a witness stand right here, and it's not what I'm going through right now. <laughs> I know what that's like. And that's what I'm feeling like right now. I just don't, you know what? I'm saying, but but then no, listen, man. A listen. disappointing season. Oh, no doubt disappointing because you did not win a playoff game. Okay, but you won 12 games. You got to try to first. Let's let's talk. You got to try to first get back to those 12 games. So let's duplicate that and then get in the playoffs and do something different. But yes, getting those coordinators back that was a great get. Only, only around this country, and only when it's the Dallas Cowboys, is that a bad thing? Yeah, but that comes with the territory. They asked for this. That, you know what? They're America's team. That's what the district attorney tried to say to me. <laughs> it comes with the territory, Michael. You asked me. I said, no, I did. I didn't tell y'all to come in that hotel room. I was fine by myself. <laughs> <laughs> He tried to tell me. I, that's true, too. I ain't lying. That's exactly what he tried. You know what I'm saying? Mike, no, no, Mike no. you're a walking no. 30 for 30. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want you to get your plug in here, okay? You, 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 you well, are. Eight and a half hour show? No, 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 no. You, don't, don't you have, aren't you partnering with a uh, new media platform? I, I, partner, I partner with a lot of media platforms. You mean Tracing? Tracing. Yeah, Tracing. My, that, that, that's my oh, Tracing. Okay. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> now. Absolutely. And, 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 and honestly, and in this platform, it, it, it's about helping guys out here. Then, honestly, the sad part of what we're talking about, and you're talking about the retirement and any guys that are still playing, the sad part is you're going to walk away from this game, and it's going to be difficult. Don't make your life more difficult by not having some finances, at least so you can try to mitigate the rest of your life. You're going to be dealing with some issues of not having the opportunity to play. Let's not let's make sure you're not dealing with the issues uh, of financial issues because you've sacrificed and put a lot of work in. And there's a lot of things that are going on out there. You know, all of these new everything coming in uh, that we don't understand. I don't understand a lot of these uh, these. Bitcoins, all of this stuff coming in. Crypto. So I wanted to put crypto, all of that cryptocurrency, everything. So I wanted to partner with somebody to get me an understanding of it so I can try to make sure that uh, that we're all good. And I think I want to help everybody try to be all good. It's spelled T-R-A-D-E-Z-I-N-G. Right, Tradezing. Tradezing.com. Yes, Tradezing. Uh Barry Sanders coming up next. Yeah, Barry, man. I, I only see Barry this time of the year. Yeah. Which is interesting. I mean, he goes in the high. Well, you would never see see him during playoff time either. What? Wait, did I say that? I thought about that. Yeah, but but yeah, yeah. I I I'm surprised Barry gets this much run at Super Bowl. They've never been in Super Bowl, right? No, 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 no. no. Detroit. Uh, Let's give it up for uh, the playmaker Michael Irvin. He did it again.
Uh, he'll be he'll be down the hall. Oh yeah, okay. He'll run into him. And, and what what you know? This was a good thirty minute ride out here, man. What what you out here in Egypt for? <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. I like that you could pass Barry Sanders on the street and you wouldn't think that's one of the greatest running backs ever. Like, you just go, oh, hey, what a, that seems like a nice gentleman there. He could be like Barry in engineering here. Yeah, he'd just be roaming the back room here, and you'd say, hey, Barry, I'm, uh, where do I hook in this uh, cable? <laughs> like, oh, here, let me show you. Yeah, Paul. And every time we have Barry on, we show a video package, and the football players who get shown year after year after year. Poor guy. Yep. That poor guy, number 48 with the Patriots, who got spun around every year. We always show him. And Barry didn't even have any idea who the guy was. The uh, Hall of Famer, Barry Sanders, joining us on behalf of Rocket Mortgage, Super Bowl Squares Sweepstakes. Barry uh, Sanders joining us on the program. Mild-mannered Barry Sanders. Look at that. It just Barry and engineering joining us on the program here. You ever get confused? Me, man. Really? Very engineering. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay. It's good to see you, though, man. Good to see you. Do you ever get confused for anybody? Do they think you're somebody else on the streets? Um. Yeah, I've been called a lot of different folks. Like who? You know, like, oh, you're you're that boxer guy or something like that. A boxer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or you know, I've been called Dion Sanders. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Better athlete, you or Dion? Oh, I mean. If, if we're being honest here, um, I mean, he did he did play, like, two professional sports. Okay. <laughs> so, but you could have played college basketball. I, uh, well, again, he played two professional sports. Okay. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that, man. Better, thank, thank you, man. Thank better, you. better football player. Between me and Dion. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, am, I'm, I got Dion on tomorrow, so whatever you say. You I'm, do? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Man, I, I, uh, that's, that's a tough call, man. Let me, let me call you back later on that <laughs> No, one. come uh, on. I never even hey Dion man he he has like several rings how many rings does he have? Well, he got a few. He has, he has, he has yeah, but he rings. you stayed with one team. That's why you didn't get any rings. He kept bouncing around. You yeah, were I just, loyal. I didn't get it done, man. I didn't get it done. You know that's all there is to it. I mean, you know, I I got to give it to the guy with the rings. You know, I'm 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 never going to say I'm better than Dion. He was he was such a phenomenal. Um, you know, I know you know. I mean. Obviously, he'll he'll tell you how great he is. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about but no. Bo Jackson? <clears throat> between what? Dion and Bo. Between the oh wow, man, that's 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 a tough call. That's as far as better athlete. Yeah. Oh wow. I would probably say if I had to pick one, um, because there's just two choices, right? Yeah. But, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Bo. Bo. Yeah. Yeah, Bo. Absolutely, Bo. Would you, I'm sorry, Dion. <laughs> would you rather be your size or Bo's size at running back? Well, growing up, I would have said absolutely Bo Jackson size. Yeah. Yes. Give me that all, all day. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. But, but, you know, you would sometimes be able to squat down or be behind the line, and then you would they, they couldn't see you. Bo, you saw Bo. 
Yeah, I think, you know, it's nice to be able to, like, in Bo's case, run over a guy or run around him, just take your pick. Just depends on how you feel that day. I mean, <laughs> did, did you, but you didn't, didn't try to run over guys, did you? Um, no, I tried to avoid that part of it. Yeah, I tried to avoid that part of it. Unless I knew it was a small guy. Unless I knew it was a small guy. I was also wondering, so you see Stafford, he gave everything to the Lions, but then they, he was like, hey, can you help me get out? Like, did you ever broach the Lions and say, you know what, maybe maybe I just, can you can I go to another team? And I didn't. No, never no, thought didn't. of that back then. Not really, no, not really. I, I just pretty much uh, hung up the cleats. Um, went on about my, my business, but no, I never, I never had that sort of a conversation. And Michael Irvin was talking about Tom Brady when you announced your retirement. And he thinks that Tom is probably having second thoughts about like, you go home and then you're like, now what do I do? What was it like when you, your, that first month when you retired? Well, I mean, it was, it was a challenge just because there was a lot of, um, just media attention, um, and uh, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I realized that, uh, yeah, I mean, those are those are kind of difficult days just trying to understand, OK, you know, I, I just retired. Did you get um, depressed? I normally I normally no, I don't, I don't think so. I don't I think I was ready to leave at that time. I think I was really ready, um, but it certainly was an adjustment. I mean, you know, because you realize that, OK, now normally now I'm in training camp. Um, so which. Actually, if I was depressed, you you get over your depression real fast when you get to, you you miss you missing training camp. So. Does Emmett Smith ever thank you for not taking his record? <laughs> Does he ever just say Barry, thank you for not playing longer because you'd be the all time leader? I mean, he he hadn't said it in those words, exactly. <laughs> but he should. I, I don't know. Hey, look. Come I, on. I love I love. Hey, Emmett. Um, he's a good friend. You know, I see him all the time. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we, I see him at card shows and stuff like that. And they're, they're like all these people that know him, not from football, but like from dancing with the stars, you know, <laughs> did you He's ever a better dancer? He's did best, you ever think dancer. about being on dancing with the stars? I never did. No. Did you? I, that's something I, yeah. Did I they did. ask? Yes, they did. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you have any rhythm, do you? I mean, it's it's got to be in there somewhere. Right? <laughs> no, 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 because you told me you never celebrated in the end zone because you you didn't have the rhythm to celebrate. Were you yeah, just something joking? like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, mean I, I don't know. I mean, but would your dad have been mad at you if you did all of those, you know, dances and th Michael Irvin stuff and after you're scoring a touchdown? Oh, yeah, he would have definitely had something to say about that. Yeah, he would definitely have something to say about different things like that but it, also it was just my you know my personality you know that's that's how i played the game um i never really even thought about it doing something um you know and as a running back growing up um what what more is there to do but score a touchdown you know it's you know um so so yeah i, I never thought about okay yeah what, what else am i going to do in addition to doing that um you know so <laughs> i don't know you're right i mean you did what you're should you be drawing attention I'm paying you to score touchdowns, and then you score a touchdown, and then you want somebody to notice that you score a touchdown, right? <laughs> what am I paying you for? Well, I always thought the job was done, but hey, it, but you know, to, to each his own. Um, that's how I played the game, um, you know. But 
I probably probably also you can add in there. I just didn't have any rhythm as well. So, <laughs> uh, would you rather be a running back for the Bengals or the Rams? Would you rather be Joe Mixon or Cam Akers? Mm, I, I would I would think. Man, that's that's a good question. Um, I would probably say Bengals. I think I think Joe Mixon's probably going to get. You know, he's probably going to see more action, even though Cam Akers has has um, done a great job and they they use him. You know. Um, but but you you would think that Joe Mixon's going to get uh, the most action of any running back um, in in this game, and plus great, out of the backfield you, too, catching passes. Yeah, and he's he's had Joe. He's been a good pro running back for a lot of years. Um, you know, so but yeah, I, I would say Joe. Uh, he's Barry Sanders, the Pro Football Hall of Famer, uh, with us usually every Super Bowl. Talk about Rocket Mortgage Super uh, Bowl squares here. You want to give the uh, pitch there? Absolutely, yeah. My, my friends at Rocket Mortgage, are, they're just giving away more cash again this year uh, with uh, Super Bowl squares. Um, so, um, you know, the way it works is every score change, someone wins $50,000. They're going to have two grand prizes that they give away at halftime and at the end of the game of, of $500,000. Oh. Um, so go to rocketmortgagesquares.com to learn more about it. The entry window closes this Friday. At uh, this Friday midnight, uh, we're done. Um, and, and again, it's free to play. So, um, you know, a lot of great reasons to play. You can maybe maybe win some cash. And mo- most of our favorite team probably not playing in the big game. Yeah. But, you know, a, a great way to be interested in the game and, and uh, maybe walk away with some cash. Who are you rooting for? I'm kind of leaning toward um, Stafford and the Rams. I mean, I, I you know, I love – just I, I I feel like Matt probably has as much to, to prove as anybody um, in this game. But the, Obviously but the, the Bengals, Lions don't get a partial win. <clears throat> we don't we yeah. don't get one. No. No. <laughs> yeah. Like you 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 should have a Super Bowl parade in Detroit if Matthew Stafford win. He might not show up, but you can just take a little bit of credit there. I think I think there's certainly some Lions fans that are absolutely taking some credit, right? Um, I I know for me it's just. I love seeing a great player just put in a great situation to be successful um, and to see everything just fall in place around him. Um, to me, that's, it's beautiful to see that, you know, because I can't, I can't even list the number of times people come up to me and say, well, you know, if, if, in, when, when Matt was in Detroit, is he the answer? You know, can he win the big game? I, I, so I think he answered a lot of those questions this year. Uh, the Danettes, uh, I sometimes allow them to ask questions. So, uh, Paulie, I'll, I'll start with you. All right, two-part question. What, when you're playing, was there, what was the team where you go, oh, this is going to be a fun week? This will be a great week for you personally rushing. And do you ever hear anything during a game when you torch somebody, twist them around, where you could actually hear them say something like they knew they are burned? <laughs> well, the, the first part, um, the first part, uh, you know, was that the it, team that you knew oh, you were going to get a hundred? I think there. Oh, okay. Because because I, I saw it as as sort of a different question initially. Because obviously there's a great lot of great teams and defenses. This is the opposite. Um, you know, right. Where you just well, went. I think I think probably early on maybe just I love going to Tampa Bay. Um, <laughs> out of uh, you know leaving Detroit in December or whatever it is, going down um to play uh, there, and they weren't they weren't. The, the best in like you know mid nineties uh, early nineties so so I had had a lot of really good games against them. Did you ever then, hurt anybody's feelings on the field where you you actually? <laughs> <laughs> I try my best, absolutely. I try my best to. I know, but I it's mean, it's really not in your personality. But you did embarrass a lot of people. 
Yeah, <laughs> right, right. I mean, but no, hey, look, when you're when you're you know when you're a big target out there, um, you know you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do to survive, man. You know, so you know how it is. Oh well, yeah, I do. I I still <laughs> I still love that story that uh, Barry Switzer tells about when Thurman Thomas was at Oklahoma State, and Barry said to his team, "Whatever you do." Don't hurt Thurman Thomas because Barry Sanders, his backup, is better than him. Did you hear that story? I love no. I, I always love hearing that, and I, and those are some just great times for me because I, I love being at Oklahoma State, and just each year I got a little better, um, you know, and and I love being Thurman Thomas's backup. I mean, uh, you know, I um I went in there and there were a ton of running backs from Texas and Oklahoma. You know, and growing up in Kansas, like, okay, those are the places where football players, you know, where they grow them, um, you know. So, so, but each year, you know, I got a little faster, stronger, bigger. I moved up the, the, the uh, depth chart and, you know, and, and by the time I was a, uh, you know, sophomore or so, then I was firmly implanted as Thurman's backup. And so I, I left a good impression on some folks if they were if they were saying that about me. So yeah, Todd, you got your question for Barry Sanders. I do. Who was the biggest trash talker? Because you were so elusive. Someone that really would put a good stick on you and had something to say, or mumbling it as you uh, go by or went back to the huddle, where you're like, uh, "Wow, this guy's got a little too much to say." Um, the guy who's a big trash talker. I mean, there's a lot of guys, but like Charles Haley, you know, you just knew he was just like crazy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because he, he's a guy that, you know, just just nonstop talking and threatening you and all kinds of stuff. And, and obviously the guy has four or five Super Bowl rings. But Wait, but, would, uh, how would he threaten you? Like he was going to kill you? You know, I mean, something like that, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Okay. I mean, so, okay. yeah. So uh, I, I would say he, he was a big trash talker. Um, you know, there, there was a guy... Um, for Green Bay, he was a linebacker earlier in my career. And I, I can't remember his name, Jamie Harris or something like that. Um, he was another guy that just nonstop talking trash, um, you know. But but uh, Charles Hayes was definitely up there with, with the best of them. Seton, do you have a question for Barry before we uh, say goodbye? Uh, yeah, if you didn't go to Oklahoma State, where would you have gone? Um, if I didn't go to Oklahoma State, I would have gone to probably um, either Iowa State or Tulsa. Those those are my three options, Oklahoma State, Iowa, and Tulsa. Um, and Tulsa was probably um, as close to where I grew up in Kansas. Um, you know, they had a decent – I mean, they're decent now, but they had a, they had, they had a decent team back then. Um, you know, and I probably would have played earlier there. And so that was, that was, one, of the, that was one of the schools that, that – uh, the next school probably in line to Oklahoma State. Yeah, I'm going to guess you probably would have played a little sooner than you did at Oklahoma State if you went to Tulsa. Think so? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I, th- I, th- I think so. You would have been the greatest running back in Tulsa. I'd have to go back and look at their like roster and see who, who was there. But no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hope the family's great. It's great to see you. Uh, Barry Sanders on it, uh, joining us on behalf of RocketMortgageSquares.com. Thanks for stopping by. Dan, always great to see you, man. Great Thanks to for see having you. me. Thank you. Okay.